Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you for all the giving hands, all the generous heart, all the honorable heart that give to you. They are here to honor you and to, Lord, support your great commission that we can see more souls come into the kingdom. We pray, Father, that every one of them, Lord, shall experience the goodness and the grace of God in their life. You shall give them the breakthrough, the good break, the shifting of their life to the next level by your hand, Father. We believe, Lord, these finances will bring many souls into the kingdom. And you also, Lord, will bless the Messianic church that they allow us to use this building. Bless their pastor and their minister and members as well, Father. We thank you so much in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I believe that uh, what I taught this afternoon is very important key to your walk with God because I noticed that many believers did not know this truth and they just go to church week by week, go to church for social club, for meeting their friends, and they never read the Bible, they never care much about growing developing, moving on, and some of them even are against the Holy Spirit. They don't like the issue of the Holy Spirit. They don't like to be touched by the Spirit. They think that the Holy Spirit is not real. They don't want to be touched by the Spirit of God. But actually, if you have the goal to grow, you cannot do it by yourself. You cannot grow by your own strength or by your own goodness. You need the Spirit of grace. That's why people who have this desire to move on to grow more will be hungry for the Word of God and hungry for the Spirit of God because they want to keep moving, progressing, developing, being transformed from glory to glory to glory. And that makes the Lord smile at them because the Lord wants us to develop and grow and to become more like Him. And even some believers, even worse, they live like the devil. They claim to be Christian, but they cheated. They commit adultery. They cheat their wife. They do corruption. And that even worse because that makes God's name look bad. So we should not be that type of Christians. We should be the Christian who want to become like Jesus. We want to keep growing. And as we seek the Lord that way, he will help us. It starts from our own heart that we want to change, we want to grow, to become more like Jesus. The Bible talks about a lot of people who really want to live a righteous life, want to really be right with the Lord. I give you an example in the book of Genesis talking about a man named Noah. I like his story. This one man, can you imagine? One man stood up for God. Seeking God, live a righteous life. Out of that man, his wife, his son, and his daughter-in-law 
all safe from the flood. I learned this lesson that we need to stand firm to do the right thing and keep growing, keep seeking the way of God, because people around us can be affected either positively or negatively. Noah in Genesis chapter six verses seven to eight say, "So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the." Face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. He found grace in the eyes of God. Why? Because Noah, the Bible say, he was the righteous man in that generation. Everyone else was wicked. This man stood with God. Wanted to do the right thing, he was a man of faith. He obeyed God when God told him to build an ark. He obeyed. He built an ark, and the Bible says God gave grace to him. He found grace because he wanted to please the Lord. To grow spiritually is the way to please the Lord, and God going to give you more grace and more favor into your life. And out of that, people around you shall be protected. And to be blessed, so I want to encourage you to be like Noah in this generation. Stand firm. When you are tempted to sin by your friends, when you are tempted to be goof off, to do some bad thing, you say, "No, I'm not going to get involved here. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to stand in the right way. I want to become more like Jesus. I don't want to sin against God." And you're going to see that God will give grace to you, just like Noah. Luke chapter two verse forty, talk about another person who really walked by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Who was this man? Jesus. Jesus is our good example. You know, he left heaven. He came into the womb of Mary as a man. He was born as a man. He was not born as God. He has nose like you. He got tired like you. He has to eat. He has to drink. He was like a man, but he was a man who really walked by the grace of God. He was a man who was so filled with spirit and wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. We need that. We need the grace of God upon our life every single day. But we need to have the right heart to seek the Lord. And grow in the Lord. I read all this to show you that God gives grace to people who take serious about walking with Him and live a righteous life. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three, and with great power the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. The grace of God was upon the whole church, upon them. All, not just twenty percent, not only fifty percent, hundred percent of the members of church in Jerusalem has thick grace of God, big grace from God. Should we have that in our church? What kind of church we should be? The church that takes serious about walking with God, live a righteous life, growing, maturing, pursuing the way of God. And God's grace is going to be upon our life. We cannot do it by ourselves. We need the grace of God. 
Acts chapter 11, verse 23. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them and all that with purpose and of heart, they should continue with the Lord. Wow. When Barnabas went to the church there, he noticed that the grace of God was on the members there in Acts chapter 11. Can people see the grace of God on our life? You think people can? People watch you. Wow, you're so different. Why you get promotion? Why you get a raise? Why you get so much? Why God give you so much? Why God open the door for you that other people don't have that door open? Why you get to the next place where people cannot get to? I have a man in my church. This man really takes serious about walking with God. He came from the U.S. Army. And one day he came to church and got saved. And since that day, he never, never backslid. He loved God. He wanted to grow. He helped us to record video and sound in the Thai service. Every Sunday, this man will stand at the sound board. And sometimes without the musician, he would go up to play guitar. And after that, he would go into the kitchen and clean the dishes. And he was the last man who left the church. He really seek God. He want to grow. He come out to be prayed for. He really hungry for God, a young man. And it's amazing. He came out from military without any education of engineer at all. He used to climb the telephone pole to connect all the wire because he was a technician. So one day he was praying, God, I have to climb telephone pole like this in the winter time. This is so cold and very tough. He said, I'm going to live like this for the rest of my life. But the Lord told him, I have grace for you. Within a few months, the boss called him in and said, you know, we want to change you from the technician department into the engineer department. Engineer. I have no engineer diploma. I never went to university to learn engineer. Why you put me in engineer department? Oh, you just get promoted. So he moved into engineer department a few months ago, maybe about six months or eight months ago. This man really loved God, pursue God, want to read righteously. And a couple of weeks ago, he was called by his boss again because the head engineer of the department moved out of the department, the head engineer. So the manager called him in. Are you interested to be the head engineer? And he said, uh, I'm not sure. I don't have engineering degree. And other people came before me. They're all engineers, have engineering degree, and they were more senior than me. I just joined this department six months ago, eight months ago, something like that. And the boss say, you going to be head engineer. Amen. The grace of God can give you the position that you don't deserve. And you don't even have enough background, experiences and training and education to get that position. But the grace of God is upon this man because he really pursued God and he wants to serve God. Everyone in New Hope know about him very well, That how much he loved God and he really sacrificed for God. Amen? Every Sunday, wash dishes, clean up, lock the door, Anytime. He really faithful and God really give him grace like in that time. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10 But by the grace of God I am what I am and his grace toward me was not in vain but I labor more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God was with me Paul said that he was able to become apostle not by his own ability but by the grace of God. He could become who he was by the grace of God. And he said that, not him, but the grace of God. My brothers and sisters, from now on, think this way. Whatever you are called to do, whatever you need to do in your life, you depend on the grace of God to get the job done. The grace of God is not an abstract. The grace of God is not just an idea, just a theory or hypothesis. The grace of God is the person. Who is that person? The spirit of grace, the spirit of Jesus Christ. So you depend on the spirit of grace in everything you do. Amen? Let him come to you. Fill you up, empower you, strengthen you, give you supernatural ability, wisdom. Let him work in you and through you. The grace of God. Come by the spirit of grace. You cannot do it by yourself. From now on, everything. When you're going to go up to sing, lead worship, God, I depend on your grace. May the Holy Spirit anoint me. When you want to witness to somebody, May the grace of God help me. I can do all things by His grace. Amen? Amen. And if you can do that, God's going to work in your life. God's going to empower you and He will change you and He will help you to grow. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote to his disciple named Timothy, You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. Paul did not say about diploma from the Bible school. He said, be strong in the grace. And when you receive the grace, you should not abuse the grace. You should use that grace to the fullest extent. Paul said that, I labor more abundantly than they all. He really used the grace of God to the maximum. He worked so hard for God. We need to be that kind of Christian. We want the grace of God to work in us and keep growing and changing and developing and moving on and serving the Lord. We should be that kind of Christian and be strong in the Holy Spirit, in the grace of God. Amen? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and know that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. My brothers and sisters, we should not miss the grace of God. How people miss the grace of God? By keeping the root of bitterness. You may be bitter against God. You may be bitter against pastor, against people. And that bitterness will quench the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You should forgive people. Let go. Love people. Let the Holy Spirit be happy in you. Whenever you sin, you quench the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit. You should not grieve Him. You should make sure He is happy with you. 
Let the Holy Spirit rise up and work in you and through you, teach you, show you what to do, talk to you, lead you, strengthen you, empower you. He would work with you to grow, to be effective. We need to really please Him. So repent quickly when you begin to have some bad attitude. Repent right away to please the Holy Spirit, who give you. So much grace, amen. Hallelujah. This is the problem in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, and unfortunately, this kind of teaching is very popular and very well received by the body of Christ. What kind of teaching is that? The teaching we call the gospel of grace, the new gospel of grace. What kind of teaching? They interpret the word grace wrong. They think that grace just means mercy of God. That no matter how many times you sin, God will forgive you. Oh, you can live a loose life. That's okay. God' grace is for you. You don't need to even repent. You don't need to ask God for forgiveness. You don't need to do anything. You just live loosely. It's okay. The grace. This kind of teaching is very powerful in the eyes of people. You know why? I noticed one thing. People love this teaching. Because they want to live in sin, people who want to live in sin don't like me at all. They don't like me. They look at me like, "I want to kill you." You tell me to stop smoking, pornography, stop gambling. I want to kill you, and they get out of the chair and walk away because they think that I'm legalistic. I'm too strong. They love the preacher who say, "You okay? God loves you no matter what." There is no more commandment in the Bible. No command in the Bible. No law in the Bible. We are not living in the law time. We are living in the grace time. So no more law. Cut all the pages in the Bible. Talk about law. You don't need to love your wife anymore because that's the law. Love your wife. You don't need to honor your parents anymore because that's the law. You don't need to honor your parents. Just live loosely. You are okay. You go to heaven anyway. That is a teaching from hell, basically. Because they can go to hell. Because Jesus said, "Not everybody who call me Lord, Lord will go to heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father." And where is the will of the Father? Where is the will of the Father? In the Bible, the law is the will of the Father. But we don't do those law by our own strength. The real meaning of grace is not just God mercy and forgiveness. That is very a, God guy. A, ก็ไก in Thai mean A. The first letter of Thai language ก็ไก A. Oh Grace, God died for me. I'm forgiven. I can do whatever I want. God forgive me anyway. The rest of my life, I can live whatever. No, the word Grace means He Himself come to give you power to be able to overcome sin and live like Jesus. That is the real meaning of grace. By grace, I can be a good husband. Not by grace, I can abuse my wife. No. By grace, I can be a good neurosurgeon. Not by grace, I can cheat my patient and lie to my patient, so I can perform unnecessary surgery and I can get more money. No. Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit to help you to be who you should be. And you can do what 
you must do. That is the grace of God. Look at Jude verse 4. For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. You can see here that this is a very extreme case. Some men creep into the church and say, Hey, guy, don't worry. You can sin. God has grace. The word grace is the license to commit adultery. You can commit adultery, fine, because God has grace for you. You can corrupt. You can cheat. You can steal things from your company. That's okay. God has grace. You can sin again and again, and God still loves you no matter what. That is a lie from hell. In this thing, people walk away from Jesus eventually. Don't entertain that kind of teaching. I believe it's the teaching from hell to open up demons to come into the church. Do you know that anytime you sin without repentance and you keep sinning, you open the door of your life for the devil to come in, for demons to come in. The Bible talks about gatekeepers. You are a gatekeeper. You are a gatekeeper of yourself and you are a gatekeeper of your home, your church, your family, and your community. We need to shut the door against the devil. But anytime we start to entertain sin and false religions into or wrong demonic teachings into the church, we invite them to come in. We open the door. We don't keep the gate closed anymore. And demons start to come in. And you're going to start to see people in the church get sick, people bankrupt and die and get into big trouble. I've seen that in many churches. I don't want to mention their name. I see with my own eyes. Some pastor invite some voodoo thing into the church. And then they think that it's so fun to do this. And what happened? Members start to get bankrupt. People die. People get hit by the car and die. The house burn. A lot of problems happen in the church. And they don't even know they are opening the door for demons to come in and attack all the members of the church. I don't want that in my members' life. I want to shut the door. I want only the presence of God. I want only the presence of the Holy Spirit. I want only heaven open on the church, not demon, demonic things. Demonic things are so real. Do you know that? We read about the story of a pastor in India. This pastor was living on the mountain. I'm going to prepare this teaching and teach you one day. We call unnecessary warfare. Okay, these two pastors, the husband and wife, saw the village below and they're all Hindu. They worship idols. So these two pastors begin to challenge the devil, yell and challenge the devil and curse the devil. Within a short period of time, they both got very sick. All of their trees die. Their cat and dog die. Their neighbor get cancer and die. And eventually, a prophet in America came by and find out about this. And the prophet asked, what did you do in the past few years? Oh, we just fight the warfare. We just curse the devil. And the prophet said, stop. You are challenging 
the principality unnecessarily. It's not your job to fight with the devil. It's only God's job. Even the archangel Michael say, "I'm not going to fight with the devil. Lose, fight with the devil." So you can see here that the dark world is real. Demons are real. I'm not going to go and challenge the devil myself. That's not my job. My job is to teach the word, talk about the Holy Spirit, talk about Jesus, get the Holy Spirit touch people, and God do the rest. It's not my job to fight with Satan. No, I don't want to challenge Satan. I'm not afraid of him, but I'm not challenging him. It's not my job. So what I try to say is this: darkness is real, and if it really don't take serious about living a holy life, and really depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to live right before the eyes of God. We are opening the door for the devil to attack us. So we have to be very careful. We need to really be soldier who alert and shut the door of our home and our church. Not let anything to come in to destroy our members and brothers and sisters and kids and little baby. We need to protect the church. Amen. So don't use the grace of God as a ticket to sin. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. You can see here that God warns us: don't ignore the grace of God. We need to welcome the Spirit of grace. We need to depend on the grace of God. We should not play game with God. We should really. Live a holy life and ask the grace of God to really help us to live in a correct way. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, how we gonna depend on the grace of God to be mature, to grow more? Look at Galatians chapter five verse eighteen. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Is the law still required? Should I still honor my parents? Should I still love my wife? Should I continue to forgive people? The law say forgive. Should I follow the law? But why the Bible say if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The law is still there, but today we are not living by the law. We are living by the Spirit. If you're so full of the Spirit. And you really surrender to the Spirit of God. You will not sin. You will not walk in sin. The Spirit will move in you to hate sin and love righteousness. Amen. You are walking by the Spirit, not by the law. But you still follow the law anyway. But you follow the law not because you have to follow the law, but because the Spirit inside you moved you to follow the law. It's different. Galatians 5:25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. In the practical point, how can we depend on the grace of God? We depend on the grace of God by being filled with the Holy Spirit. We depend on the grace of God by walking with the Spirit, yielding to the Spirit, have the communion and close fellowship. With the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit control us, lead us, guide us, 
empower us, show us what is right and what is wrong, teach us, empower, quicken us. Christian life is a life that is led and empowered by the Spirit of God, 24/7, all the time. Amen. We need the Spirit of God all the time. We need to walk by the Spirit before we start the service. One sister here from Los Angeles asked me the question: When I got touched by the fire, some people cry, some people laugh, some people cough, some people scream. What is going on? Why do I like the move of God, the touch of God? I explain that this way: We need the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit. Can work with us in a different ways. One is to lead us; another one to teach us. When you read the Bible, you need to put up your antenna, beep, 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 beep. and the Holy Spirit show you and teach you the Scripture, what it means, how I can apply that Scripture. He will teach you. He's the best teacher. But another thing that the Holy Spirit work with us is to give us power, so that we can serve the Lord. We can cast out demons. We can lay hand on the sick, and the sick shall recover. He gives us the power to walk a victorious life and to serve the Lord. But one more thing that the Holy Spirit works with us: we call the fire. The fire of God is the grace of God, the big grace of God. Do you know the early church time? The disciple really welcomed the fire of God. In the upper room, what happened? They got drunk. They got touched by the Holy Spirit, by the fire, and they went out to preach the gospel. Then again and again, the Bible talks about they were being filled with the Holy Spirit. The building was shaking, the jail was shaking. The Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit was moving in the early church time. Do we see this in the church today? Rare, really rare, because people don't understand about the Spirit of Grace and the requirement to yield to the Spirit of Grace. I explained to the sister that. When the spirit come and touch us, the fire will burn something out of us, and at the same time, the fire will give us something good from God. In the world, either spiritual realm or in the world, there are always good and bad. God, Satan, good angel, fallen angel, is that right? Good people, bad people. Faith, doubt. Mercy, selfishness. Generosity. Covetousness, selfishness, worldliness, holiness, purity, dirty, love, hatred, God's spirit, evil spirit, always good and bad in the world. The job of the Holy Spirit, the grace of God, which is the fire of God. The Bible say, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to work with us. And minister to us, and He will come in to change us, to transform us, to burn us, to perform surgery on us, to get rid of certain bad things and put good things in, like a plastic surgery. Get rid of certain fat, liposuction, and maybe put a little bit of rich on the nose to make the nose a little bit thicker, taller. Or maybe to pull a little bit to make your face tighter, not wrinkle. He is performing 
spiritual plastic surgery so that you can become more like Jesus. You become beautiful like Him, holy like Him, righteous like Him. So when the Spirit of Grace, which is the fire of God, come, He will take out something. What are they? Something that He take out, such as bad habits. Some of us have bad habits in our life, and God wants to change us and put in good habit. Some of us have bad habit of laziness. We are lazy. We lay back. We don't want to do anything. We always procrastinate. But when the Spirit of God takes that procrastination, laziness out, He put in diligence, industriousness, and we become active on fire. Oh God, the Holy Spirit, the grace, may take us some bad habits, such as every time we read the Bible, we fall asleep. But when we watch TV, oh, oh, the football game, the football game, oh, oh, oh. We hallelujah, but when we read the Bible, so he may need to take that habit out of falling asleep during reading the Bible. We all have some bad habits in us. He may also take off some bad mindset, the mindset which is wrong mindset. Amen. Like I grew up in the Thai Chinese culture. So my old culture, which is a wrong mindset. After I got married, my wife belonged to me. I can treat her anything I want. I don't need to be sensitive to her. She cannot run away from me. She needs to stay with me. We have kids together. But then the Holy Spirit touched me and take out that wrong Chinese Thai mindset. And he put in new mindset, godly mindset. You need to love your wife. You need to be sensitive to her. You need to hug her. Grab her hand. Honey, I love you. Be more, more loving, more sweet, more romantic. Not me. By nature, I'm not romantic. I'm very work-oriented. Chinese Thai style. But lately, I've become more sensitive to Pastor Da. Yesterday, we came back from Sivo. We're so tired. We walk about 10 miles or something. In Sivo, he has the telephone to calculate how many steps. And we calculate. We walk about 10 miles. We came home. Pastor Da was so tired. So she lay down to read the Christian book. Right away, go lie down with her. How are you? Are you happy today? Oh, I would not do this many years ago. I would not care. Now I'm more sweet because God took out my wrong mindset of my ancestor and put in the mindset of God to be sensitive, to be more loving. Amen? The fire of God take out some curses out of our life. Okay, you need to understand this. There are two kinds of demonic things. Now I'm going to explain to you before I lay hand. There are two kinds of demonic things. One kind of demonic things is, is that the demon, you open the door or the devil wants to destroy you. So the devil or Satan sends evil spirit, which are his ground soldier, 
to come and attack you with sickness and disease or accident or some bad things or steal money from you. Attack in this generation. You got attacked now by the devil. But there is another word called curse, curses or cursing. Cursing is different. Cursing also comes from demon as well. But the difference is this. You can be attacked now or you can be attacked because some demons follow your ancestor for many generations. And by the time come to you, the same demon who used to attack your dad and your mom attack you as well. And that attack comes from generational curses. So when the fire of God touches you, he will get rid of those demons out of you. Instead of dying from cancer too soon, too young, you don't die. You live a long life. Some parents maybe died of lung cancer and then children die of cancer. Cancer, cancer for generation. But by your generation, no cancer. Because the fire of God burned those demons out of you, the demon of cancer, and you live a long life. Amen? So the fire of God, the grace of God come and burn all this thing that is not of heaven. We don't want anything that is not of heaven. Listen carefully. I don't want anything in this world. The world is full of wickedness and demon and bad people and stuff. I want heaven. Amen. I want heaven in me. I want heaven around me. Is that right? I want to be a walking heaven everywhere I go. I bring heaven there. People say you cannot go to Sea World this Thursday, but when Pastor Lao show up, the sunshine come out because heaven is here. I want heaven. Who gonna bring heaven to us? Who gonna take out the junk, the things of hell, the things of demon out? The Holy Spirit, the fire, the grace of God come in and burn those things out and bring heaven into our life more. We become more and more like Jesus. You notice when you read the Bible, everywhere Jesus went, he brought heaven there. He come in, people are healed, delivered, blessing. Five loaves, two fish, multiply. Prosperity, riches, left over, more than enough, exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond. Why? Because he brought heaven. We need the grace of God, we need the fire to come and burn the tongue out. And bring in heaven into our life. Amen? More and more and more. As you are in the revival church like this for a long time, you're going to notice your life never go down, only go up. From here to here to here, more power, more anointing, more faith. The bad habit disappear one by one. And then... Oh, why now I love people? Now why I'm so calm? I used to be short-tempered. I used to be so jittery. And, and now, hi, you're so calm. You're so loving. You become more like Jesus. By whom? By the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work in you, bring heaven into you, and get rid of hell out of you. Amen? So you understand now why? We allow the Holy Spirit to move in the house of God because we want you to become more like Jesus. Not only in your character, but you will be 
moving heaven, more of heaven in you, less junk in you get out, more heaven. Everywhere you go, the company become prosperous. You are a man, for example. Who is a single man? No single man in this room. Oh, single man there. Okay, a single man come in. He's so full of God, full of the Holy Spirit, full of heaven, and he marry you. You come and live with him. You get heaven there, and you shall be blessed. Therefore, single woman don't marry a man with a lot of health. <laughs> marry a man with a lot of heaven. Amen. I'm serious. You remember Jesus say, "Pray this way: Whatever happen in heaven, happen on earth. Can heaven happen on earth? Yes. Who gonna make that happen? The Holy Spirit in you, change you, kick out the junk, kick out the chaff, kick out the drawers, and fill you with God, with heaven, with blessing, with power, with the things of God." And you become more like Jesus in every way. Your countenance, your eye contacts when you look at people, your faith, your voice full of anointing, full of wisdom. You speak things out of God. When you pray, God answer you. You see the answer of God more than normal. Like other people pray for ten years, nothing. You pray, simple. God, I need this. Boom, happen. Why? Because heaven is with you. Jesus, remember five loaves, two fish. Father, multiply. Boom, happen. Because Jesus is heaven, moving on earth. You are that kind of man and woman, so full of the Spirit and of grace. God answer your prayer. Everything you touch, successful. Every company you walk in, boom, everything get better. You change the atmosphere, because the fire of God come in. Get rid of junk out of you, and fill you more and more and more of the things of God, the power of God, the character of Jesus, the faith of God, the power and the favor of God in you. Amen. Jesus say you should be the light and the salt of this world. How can you be the light if you full of hell? No, you can be the light only you are full of heaven. How can you be the salt? To preserve everything, if you're so weak and so fleshly and carnal, if you are carnal and you're fleshly, you're full of sin. You go anywhere, destruction, defeat, problem and problem, because sin come to destroy, to cause damage. But if you come in with life, with power of God, with heaven, everywhere you go, whew, the Garden of Eden come back. I experienced this already. In my house, we have a lot of people give us the orchids, many many container orchids. Normally, people after the flower disappear, they throw away. We keep all this in our house. A lot of pots of orchids. Every one come up more and more, and come up here, and then come out this way, and come out this way, and this way. Flower all over the house. I believe because. Our home welcome heaven. Not only that, 
The birds in our around our house is so fat, and the squirrel look very healthy. They come every morning, and they look so healthy. <laughs> Heaven is in our home, because Pastor Da and I. We want to be like Jesus. We want to repent of our sin. We want the fire of God to touch us and clean us every week. We want more of God. We want to get rid of everything else that is not of God, because the grace of God is on us. Even animals and orchids and flower, everything. The home is full of heaven. My patients happy every time I touch my patient. They do well. They recover. So many patients want to hug me and say, "You operate on my mom, my dad, my uncle, my auntie. All of them do well. Why? Not because I'm such a great man. Because God is with me. Amen. God bless me like God bless Joseph. Heaven is with me. So He bless the work of my hand. Amen. I make the diagnosis that other doctors could not make. Some patients suffer for pain for 20 years. All the doctors say, "Oh, you injure your head. We cannot do anything." The patient come to me. I perform one hour surgery. The pain is gone, and they say, "You are a miracle worker." Why I suffer for 20 years? Other doctors don't know, because heaven is with me to see the problem, and this is a simple surgery: fix it and gone. Heaven is with you. But how can heaven is with you if you don't like Holy Spirit? If you are against the Holy Spirit, you don't like the fire of God. You don't want the fire of God to touch you, to clean you up, to perform plastic surgery on you. If you say no, 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 get out of here, you cannot have heaven because the one who brings heaven to you is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, the God who owns heaven. Come and bring heaven to you. Christian who know the Bible will welcome the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Grace. And let the spirit of grace really burn the junk out, burn the curse, the bondage, the yoke, the burden, the chains. I like that song very much. How can you sing again? Can you can you uh, give me the word? The first sentence. Yeah, I like that. I hear the chain broken. When I heard that, I can feel that. Fall on the ground. So tonight the chains can be broken. Amen. Hallelujah. Last thing I want to say before I lay hand: we all have not arrived. We all are not like Jesus 100% yet. We still on the way, from glory to glory to glory. We cannot boast that we have arrived, including Pastor Lau. I'm still on the way. Therefore, we need to come to God in humility, and with a heart like a little child, Daddy, I want to grow. I want the Holy Spirit to work in me. Cannot come to God with the spirit of Pharisees and Sadducees and prideful spirit. We need to approach the throne of grace in humility, and say, "God, I'm just another child. I need your touch. I don't care how long you have been a Christian. You still need the touch of God. You still need to move from glory to glory. God still have something 
to take out of you and put something more. Maybe you have only one little thing left in your life. Listen carefully. For example, God cleaned you up for years in the fire, for years, and you have only a little bit left inside you. And you say maybe one more touch is enough. I don't think so, because not only he'd have to take that out, but he has to put in things in heaven in you. And are you really full of the things of heaven now? I'm not. I still need the fire. I still need to be filled with the fire of God. Amen. So that's the fire of God. The grace of God is all about is to make you become more like Jesus. He is the grace. To change you from the inside. May the Lord, who is in you, to help you to will and to act according to His purpose. He's gonna change you from the inside. That's why we don't say the law. You are not following the law. God move in to change inside, and you can practice the law without having to do the law. It becomes your nature. You flow out from your inside nature. You love people. You forgive people. You bless your parents. You give to the poor, not because you have to, but it flows out of you by the grace of God. You see what I mean here? Walk by the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So tonight, when I pray for you. I'm just the one who be the equipment of God to bring fire to you, but the one who will change you is not me. It's the fire to touch you, change you from glory to glory to glory. Tonight, tell God, God, whatever in my life that you want me to get rid of, let that chain broke and fall off. But fill into my life more of the things of heaven, more of the blessing, more of the character of God, more faith, more love. May the Lord fill all of us with the things of heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. How many people experience that since you have been in a fire, your life changed quicker more than before? I will ask you. Some of you give testimony tomorrow. We have more people tomorrow, so we're gonna do that. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we learn your word and we take serious about being transformed. Into Christ-likeness, we want more of Jesus in us. We want more of heaven on the inside of us, Lord. We want to grow. We want to change. We ask your fire to burn all the junks, all the chaff, the dross, all the impurities, the curses, the bad habits, the wrong mentality, the wrong doctrine. The stronghold of Satan, burn them out, Father, and put into our life the things of God, the things of heaven, Father, so that we become more like Jesus in this generation. We want to be effective. We want to represent you, Lord. May the fire of God touch all of us, Lord. We welcome your grace, your fire tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name. Of Jesus Christ, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.